Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. WinBet Sportsbook again? Yeah, man. Want to get in on these bets with me? Okay, fine. Just sign up. Yes. See? WinBet. Told you. Sign up at winbet.com today using promo code BLUEWIRE to get up to $1,000 toward a risk-free sports bet. That's W-Y-N-N-BET and promo code BLUEWIRE. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Football is back in the bay what is going on everyone this is the talking niners podcast brought to you by the blue wire hustle network i am your host kobe ransom and man i am so happy that football is back sam my co-host is with me as always sam what's going on man it's good man football is back finally we haven't done a podcast in a while either so talking niners is back i got to go to training camp today first time back at the levi's facility since 2019 for really anyone so very exciting. Lots of stuff going on. Football is back. We'll get into a full training camp breakdown, but I'm just excited to talk about the 49ers. Once again, ready to get into it. Let's do it, man. Let's start off with the uh, first news of the day was that Trey Lance finally signed his contract. So uh, we don't have to worry about that anymore, which I was never really worried in the first place because they normally sign their contracts. They're rookies. They're not going to really hold out. Except the Jets have their situation with uh, Zach Wilson right now. So, I mean, I can't guarantee they're going to sign contracts before practice starts. But, um, yeah, Trey Lance is uh, officially a Niner now. So, as far as the contract says. So, uh, we're good to go. Yeah, good to go. I wasn't concerned about it at all. Usually, most rookies will sign eventually before the season. So, nothing really too too big there. I mean, I think we were expecting it to come. He could have held out today. I saw something that... He had the same agent as Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is holding out in New York, so that could have happened. But obviously he didn't, and he looked great at training camp. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But just glad he's here. Nothing really special. We knew it was coming. We knew relatively how much he was being paid. Nothing really surprised here. But glad he's on the team, secured for four years now. Uh, I guess the only surprise is that it's fully guaranteed. Uh, I don't know if that's – Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. I don't, I don't really know how rookie contracts spent 100% work, I should say. But – it is fully guaranteed. I mean, they have a lot of faith in him. The fact that you gave up so much to get him, I mean, it makes sense why you gave up. I mean, why you gave him full guaranteed contracts. So, I mean, it's a surprise a little bit, but you have him on the team for four years. I'll happily take that. All right, Sam. So this is the part where I hand over the keys to you. You were at the practice, so you can tell everyone what you saw, and I'll let you do that right now. Yeah, man. So first of all, if you haven't seen some of my videos on Twitter, I was posting videos during the time you could film during there post them all on twitter they're gonna all go into a vlog later today kind of like not really a vlog i don't really know what you want to call it but just a video they'll all go there make sure to check some of those videos out but it was exciting seeing some guys back nick bosa especially d ford those are two guys good to see back jalen hurd he looked pretty good he was pulled to the side a little bit during the team drills as well as bosa ford kinlaw did was pulled as well from the team drills he had that knee injury kyle shannon said but overall, there was a lot of good action going on today. Mainly, I mean, where you're sitting at training camp, if, you, if you've been to training camp before, you're sitting where the defense practices. You can kind of see the offense. The O-line, you can barely see at all. They're like in the way back corner. So I didn't really pay, pay much attention on the O-line. But running backs, quarterbacks, offense, wide receivers, all that, I saw a lot today. Today, I would say Ayuk definitely had the best day. Lots of catches, lots of targets were going to him. He was definitely looking like the wide receiver one 
for this team. Debo Samuel also worked with the quarterbacks along with George Kittle and some individual drills with them. And speaking of quarterbacks, I know that's what everyone wants to know. Let's talk about the quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo looked pretty good today, to say the least. He had some, he missed some passes here and there. That's what every quarterback happened does Trey Lance also miss some passes here or there? He actually he actually had an interception. I don't think I really saw anyone report that, but Trey Lance did throw a pick. He threw into double coverage. I don't know who was two, but Dante Johnson broke it up. Ambry Thomas got the pick. That happened today. So good to see Ambry Thomas get the pick. But one thing in the team drills I saw, Trey Lance knows how to scramble the pocket, has a cannon of an arm. And especially when you weren't doing the team drills, he was on target every time. And he looked phenomenal out there. So First impression of Trey Lance, I'm really stoked that we got him. As for Jimmy, looked pretty good today as well. He, and there's nothing notable, I'd say, other than he looked like the Jimmy Garoppolo that he's looked like in years prior. As for running backs, Trey Sermon, you know, honestly, I didn't get to see much of Trey Sermon today. He was kind of on the other side of the field. The one guy who I did see stand out a lot today was Jamichael Hasty. He got a lot of reps and he did really well. He was running through every guy's. Now, no pads today. Let me just point that out there. Maybe that's why he had such a good day. No one was really coming after him. You couldn't really make a tackle, but I saw Hasty running a lot today, getting a lot of reps, and he looked pretty good. So that's one thing that a lot of people aren't saying. And wide receivers, I think let's let's talk about the punt returners real quick. Punt returners, I that was something that has been up in the air for a while for a little bit. Ayuk, Richie James, Travis Benjamin. Raheem Moster, and another receiver who had a really good day, who I was kind of surprised was doing punt returning duties, Mohamed Sanu, receiving some punts from Mitch Wisnowski. So lots going on there. But overall, Ayuk looked really good today. Debo looked decent today. I got to see a lot more of Ayuk than Debo because Ayuk was really just standing out. Kittle had that moss. He just mossed some defender. I forget his name. I think it's number 43. If you someone wants to look that up, fact check that for me. Go hit. He was on our team last year a little bit. But Kittle absolutely mossed him. I think Lance threw him the ball. I can't remember. But overall, the offense had a fantastic day today. Besides Josh Rosen, he was absolutely – He, I mean, I wouldn't say he was absolutely terrible, but more often than not, I saw him miss his passes, just missing left and right. He he made some accurate passes. Sudfeld also missed some passes, but Josh Rosen was much more notice, noticeable than Nate Sudfeld. So that's for the offensive side today. Defensive side, I saw a lot of good action Specifically, two names in particular did really well, Mo Hurst and Contavious Street. Contavious Street, I was kind of surprised to see getting those second team reps. He got those second team reps and he did pretty well with them. I think he had a well, it, it's no pads today, so you can't really you can't really have any sacks, but he had a sack if you want to call. He got to Lance. Lance, that's when Lance threw the ball up for the interception, I believe, if I'm correct. But Contavious Street looked good and 1v1 drills. I got to get a little glimpse of them. Mo Hurst was in a few of those that I saw. He kind of got through whoever the offensive lineman was. I can't see the offensive lineman from where I was sitting. So I did get to see Mo Hurst do that in his number. I got that's how I recognized it. But Mo Hurst looked pretty good today. And then as for linebackers, I'm, I think the one surprise for me, Marcel Harris was getting a ton of linebacker reps, no safety reps as well. Uh, no safety reps for him, I should say. So maybe he's going to be that full time linebacker. And Fred Warner, let's just talk about Fred Warner for the minute because have you seen that guy's quads? I wanted to tweet about that. I couldn't get a good picture of them, but his massive. Oh my God, quad father, man. <laughs> he should be a part of the quad father cl club. With I mean, AJ I Dillon. saw that Nick Bosa is looking a little slimmer. So is uh, is Fred Warner now the guy to look for with the, uh, with the quads now? Yeah, I think Fred Warner could be that guy. He looks, I mean, he's a lot bigger in person than you realize. He was much bigger than any of the other linebackers. His quads were just massive. 
I don't know why I'm talking about quads. That might be a bit sus, but he had a good day. He, he had a good day today. We'll just we'll oh, leave Lord. it at that. But <laughs> right. um, yeah, first team reps was Warner, Aziz Al Shair, Dre Greenland. No surprise there on the D line. I should get into this. DJ Jones got first team reps today, and the second team you had D Ford and Samson Ebukam both on the second team with first team running out with Bosa, Kinlaw, and Armstead. Just for the individual drills, not any team drills. Obviously, Bosa Kinlaw did not do. The team drills. Now, as for the secondary, you had no Emmanuel Mosley, no Jaquaski Tart. They were on the COVID list today. So no, you didn't get to see them taking the first team reps. This was the most interesting thing in the practice today. Tavon Wilson and Tim Harris getting the first team reps. That surprised me a little bit. Tavon Wilson, I can kind of see, but Tim Harris, that really surprises me. They're putting him out there already. I would think a guy like Ambry Thomas would get those first team reps or Dante Johnson would get those first team reps. But no, it's Tim Harris getting the first team rep. So maybe that's a little sign. I saw Shanahan said that he had a pretty good spring. So maybe that's, I mean, obviously that's why. But those were the guys getting the first team reps today. And I mean, everyone looked pretty good to say the least. I think Josh Rosen was the only guy who was noticeably bad. But other than that, I think you had a great practice from everyone. And I've been talking for a while now, but that's really all I saw from practice. All I can remember off the top of my head from my notes. But overall, it was a great practice day. I had a lot of fun. George Kittle came out the end, hyped up the crowd. Love to see that. Also, oh, Dwelly got a lot of snaps in the team drills, in the 11-on-11, 7-on-7s. He got a lot of those snaps as well. So that's another thing I wanted to point out real quick. I hear the question from Eamon. Um, I'm not sure I can answer that too, but yeah, uh, Bosa and Ford were both there. They were both at camp, and they were pulled. Yeah, they did not do the team drills. They were both there on the field working out. And then once team drills happened, those three worked out together doing some individual drill. Jalen Hurd was also doing some individual drills on the sideline. He went in kind of early, no injury, but there was, okay, there was a moment Jalen Hurd slipped during, he was like running back and forth doing some cuts and he slipped. And I thought for a second he like got hurt, but he was fine. But I mean, Jalen, it just goes to show like, I'm scared of Jalen Hurd, man. (laughs) I don't want to get hurt anymore. Just saying. But overall, those are the four guys that missed practice today. I also didn't see Robbie Gold out there. I don't know if there's anything about that. If someone can find that out, let me know. Because usually Robbie Gold's working with Mitch Wisnowski and with Tabor Pepper. He was not out there today. It was just Pepper and Wisnowski. So definitely interesting. Maybe he got a vet day off. I don't know. I didn't hear anything about that. But if you guys know what's up with um, Robbie Gold, let me know. The last thing I want to point out, Talano Hufanga, first guy on the field, last guy off the field. Love to see that from a rookie on his first day. Yeah, that's a good thing for him. And answering another uh, aiming question right here. I I mean, I think it looks like D Ford is going to play this season. Um, obviously, a lot of us thought he uh, – I didn't think so, per se, but a lot of people thought that he might retire. Um, I thought he was done. Were going, uh, especially the, the, the back and the knee uh, – not back and knee, but back and neck injury. I think you know, that's something that's hard to come back from. But once he restructured his contract, I was like, you know what? It's a good chance that he's probably going to be back. And as time went on, we kept hearing that he was getting closer and closer. And uh, he's back on the field, and he'll probably be uh, in the team drills in about a week or so. Week or so. So, uh, yeah, I think it's safe to say that D Ford is likely going to play this season. He is going to be back, and that is a, a big thing for this defense because they were very, you know, very a very good pass rush when. D Ford and both were both on the field and to have them both back this year after what happened last year is definitely a, a much welcome sight. Yeah. And he was getting second team reps, not the first team reps, but 
I still think that even though he's getting the second team reps, he's going to play a pivotal part this year. I saw a stat the other day. The 49ers are 10 and two with D Ford on the field. And I think D Ford has had a major part in why we're 10 and two because D Ford, when he's on the field, he's an X factor for this team. In my opinion, he's really good on those passing downs. We definitely need him out there. We definitely missed him last year. So it's going to be great to have a guy like D Ford back. Well, you, you remember back in 2019 when he was out for what was it, like the last like four or five weeks of the season, um, the, the sack numbers and the efficiency of the of the pass rush was like lower. You know, like we weren't getting to the quarterback as often when it was just Bosa. So mm-hmm. the chance to have both of those guys back, and yeah, it could just be D Ford, um, as Bubba says here, just on third down or just obvious passing downs to bring him in there. I mean, I think that's really it. Now that you bring in Samson Ebicom and you have some more depth um, on the edge. Um, obviously, we know Armstead played on the edge too uh, throughout the, throughout last season. So, just having more guys to play out there, I think you can save Ford for more of those crucial passing downs to really get to the quarterback. So, yeah, but D Ford, really, him playing in any capacity is a big win for the Niners because many thought that he was that he was done, you know, and, and he's back. So, it's a great thing to see. Yeah, for sure, definitely great to have him back on the field, working out. You definitely needed that to see from D Ford. And we got Ebukam right. for insurance, by the way. Ebukam yeah. was for insurance, and now we're going to get both back. That's going to be insane. All right, kind of jumping into uh, some of the other things that I kind of picked up from either the interviews or just from what I was hearing reported from practice. Uh, obviously, no Juwan Jennings, no Jaquiski Tart, no Emmanuel Mosley, um, all in the COVID reserve list. We'll see how long they're out. Um, oh, shoot. Actually, I forgot. Uh, this guy had a question. Um if you're able to see him, how, how did Sermon look out there? Yeah, I, I, I kind of addressed that a little bit earlier. I didn't really see, get to see a good glimpse of Sermon today. I didn't really, I mean, I was so just, I mean, I mean, where you're sitting at training camp, you're really far from where the running backs are working. So I didn't really get to see a good glimpse. I just saw a hasty breakthrough in a lot of opportunities when he was on the field. I didn't, I think Moser was getting the first team reps. Hasty might've been getting the second team reps. I actually do think hasty was getting second team reps for the 49ers today. Because there, if I saw him and I didn't see Sermon, that just said that just tells me that Jamichael Hasty was getting second team reps. Uh, what I heard was that Sermon was getting a lot of first team reps as as Shanahan was trying to kind of limit. I wouldn't say limit, but kind of like lighten uh, most of his workload. So I think so, that yeah, makes if, sense. If he was getting twos, then that means that Sermon was, was likely getting ones. Yeah, I, mean, I just I didn't now, get a good glimpse of him today. For, That's for really what happened. Things, I know you said like Tim Harris. Um, you said he was getting first team reps of the defense and everything. Right now, it, it's July twenty eighth. You know we're we're a long ways away from from cut day, which is what like a month and a half from now. So whoever is starting right now um, at certain positions doesn't really matter to me, you know per se. Um, I, I guess we'll see a little more. We, obviously, we, we have preseason games this year and everything like that. But right now, I mean, it's day one. I don't think you can read into anything too much, but. Just it's just kind of cool to have them back out there. Um, but some of the things that I just kind of saw, you know, uh, reported pretty frequently. Obviously, number one is, uh, you know, Hurd, Ford, and Bosa are both back out there, and that's big. Um, for Jalen Hurd, you know, he's fighting for a roster spot, you know, with the receivers. He, he's likely going to make the roster. It's just he's wondering. Uh, obviously, want him to get to the season healthy for the first time in his career, um, and then. And we'll see, you know, from there. But uh, Muhammad Sanu, apparently, according to Jimmy Garoppolo and a lot of others, he's pretty effing good uh, out there right now. I mean, did from what you see, I know you said he had a pretty cool play um, from from Jimmy in um, what was it, seven on sevens or was it team drills? But I think it was seven on sevens from what I remember. But he did have a nice play. 
with Jimmy Garoppolo. Nice connection there. And I do think Mohamed Sanu, I saw him a lot on the field today, getting those second-team reps behind Debo, behind Ayuk, sometimes sliding into the first team. Actually, sorry, he did slide into the first team. I think they're going to be cautious with Debo. They were doing that. So Mohamed Sanu was sliding into the first team. It seems like Mohamed Sanu was going in as the wide receiver three today. And I, yes, a lot's going to change. Tim Harris is not going to be on the first team going into the season. Probably not. Unless some drastic changes, then we'll have to see what happens there. But Mohamed Sanu is getting the first team reps today behind Debo Samuel with Brandon Ayuk. So that was really good to see. Mohamed Sanu, I was saying, I think he's going to make this roster. It does look like just from today, yes, there's still a lot of offseason, but just from today, I think he has a pretty good chance to make this roster. And, uh, yeah, back with Sanu is uh, at the press conference for Shanahan. He said he looks like he's back to how he remembers. He's in a much better spot than where he was last season. Obviously, he talked about him having an ankle injury uh, with the Patriots and then having to deal with COVID at, at the time. And he just seemed like when he came in last year with the Niners, and I, I saw that a couple of times, like, you know, they brought Sanu in last year and he didn't last that long. So, you know, what's different this time around? Apparently, he's, he's in a much, much better spot than where he was last season. Uh, and that could be a reason why the Niners didn't bring anyone else in at receiver. Uh, many people were kind of wondering, like, okay, you know, it, it's just, you know, Ayuk and Debo. And it's like, you know, who's going to be the third guy to rely on with Kendrick Bourne going? It sounds like Sanu is the favorite to kind of be that guy. And he offers, you know, a veteran presence in, in a rather young room. We know we heard Debo talk about that a bit in his press conference, that they like having him around. It's like the similar kind of effect that Emmanuel Sanders had, just kind of like that veteran presence is kind of helping show guys how to work and how to do things here and there. When they have questions, you got somebody to go to who's not a coach. Just kind of that kind of thing. And I think having him on the team and on, on top of his, you know, familiarity with the scheme, it's uh, it's a good thing for this team. And if Sanu is the guy who's going to be wide receiver three, uh, I think that's a really good spot. And also he plays quarterback too, as Bubba says here. He has like a perfect quarterback rating. Um, so Yeah, he honestly, I, I mean – Considering how Josh Rosen played the day, oh god, <laughs> he could he was probably the better quarterback, and he didn't even make a pass. But uh, maybe some trick plays too from Sanu who makes the roster. Maybe we get to see you know remember the Emmanuel Sanders pass in 2019 from the Saints. Uh, you know, I mean, a hey, perfect quarterback rating. What can you say? But yeah, mm -hmm. Sanu being able to solve that wide receiver three spot uh, potentially is a probably a big thing for this team when there's so many question marks from other fans regarding how they're going to handle that. For sure. Oh, Another and one thing. more receiver note. One more receiver okay. note I just want to point out. Kevin White had a nice play today. Just wanted to point that out there. You know, I kind of forgot he's on the roster. but um, I did I too. I completely <laughs> forgot. And I was like, I was like, I, there's this 84 guy with dreads. I'm like, who is this guy? And I was like, oh, Kevin White's on this team. <laughs> Uh, another thing we heard a lot today is that Brandon Ayuk is good at the whole football thing. Uh, apparently, he was doing good football things. Oh, he was a beast. Um, and really, amongst all the second receivers, he's been pretty underrated. You know, we hear a lot of CD. We're hearing some some Judy. You know, we're not hearing a lot of Ayuk. Um, so, I mean, the guy he was he was pretty much the ninth best receiver last year as a rookie. You know, and really, obviously, with Debo out, it really heightened that. But even when Debo played, Ayuk was really you know, really the best receiver on the field for the Niners. And, you know, I came off a year where you had 60 receptions, you know, 748 receiving yards, five receiving touchdowns, playing with three different quarterbacks and also missing four games. I mean, the guy, if he had played the full season, probably could have went over a thousand yards. And he would have been the first receiver to do that since Anquan Bolden in 2014. So, I mean, obviously we know, we know that, uh, you know, Ayuk is built different, you know, as a receiver. He's a guy with a lot of upside, 
Shanahan obviously, you know, was just in love with being able to get him in the draft. We saw his face. It was like the biggest smile we've ever seen. Um, at least until, you know, the quarterback hunt we saw this year. But, yeah, I mean, Ayuk is uh, doing – it sounds like he's going to do big things. Everyone's excited for him in their second year. And with, uh, you know, a healthier season from the team overall and, and just more consistent play at quarterback, we could expect a pretty big season. He could be – the first Niners receiver this year potentially to go over a thousand since 2014. Obviously, we know Kiddo went over a thousand twice um, in the last two of the last three seasons, but at receiver, no one's been over a thousand since 2014. So Ayuk probably, if he stays healthy and his team stays healthy, will likely do that for this team. I can definitely see that, especially. I mean, I can't keep saying like how well he played it. I can't keep stressing that enough because he was the best player out there today, hands down. So. If he keeps it up, first of all, I do. By the way, Brandon Ayuk is wide receiver one. I don't really. I, I've I've been hearing people say Debo Samuel is wide receiver one. It's Brandon Ayuk. I'm just going to point that out there right now. Brandon Ayuk is the wide receiver one going forward for this team. From what I've seen, from what I've heard, from what I feel like, it's going to be Brandon Ayuk, and he's going to be an absolute monster this year. Let's talk about Debo a little bit here. Um, Debo obviously had the deep pass from Lance in this practice. You that know, was an hear, amazing pass, by the way. Amazing heard, pass. He he was double teamed, and he lanced through an absolute dime to Debo down the field. And Debo made a really nice catch. Anyone with a business can tell you that when it comes to hiring these days, you don't have time to play games. You need the right players right now. You need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit. To upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire because you can do it all attract interview and hire all at indeed indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like indeed instant match assessment and virtual interviews get a 75 dollars credit at indeed.com slash blue wire Thanks to Indeed Virtual Interviews, you can message, schedule, and interview top talent seamlessly, all in one place. Interview virtually with no downloads, plugins, or purchases. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, Debo, as a, he's a better receiver than he gets credit for. Obviously, because of last season, he thinks he's more of a, you know, behind the line of scrimmage guy. He's kind of like a gimmick player, more of a running back, this, that, whatever you want to call it. Obviously, we saw at South Carolina, he did he made a lot of plays down the field as a receiver. We saw early on um, in, the, in his rookie season, they tried to get him some plays downfield. And then they went more, you know, towards Jimmy Garoppolo's strong suit, which is like shorter to more intermediate kind of routes. And he ran a bunch of slants and a bunch of dig routes. But I think uh, Samuel is – I think he's a better overall receiver than people give him credit for. And also in his press conference today, he, he uh, mentioned that, you know, he's working more on his deeper routes to really, you know, improve that so he can make more plays down the field. And also worked on his flexibility so he can stay healthier. You know, we, all, we know that he had the hamstring issue that lingered throughout the entire season last year. So he did some yoga in the offseason with KB and them. And uh, he's really working on that. So Debo really trying to take that next step. And I think it's a lot better than people are giving credit for it. And if he makes the improvements that it sounds like he's trying to make, the Niners could have a really nasty duo, really a trio with Kiddo, Ayuk, and, and, and Debo. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Debo Samuel is still a great wide receiver. I know I said Ayuk's wide receiver run 
Debo Samuel is definitely wide receiver, to my opinion, a fantastic receiver. And that's a great one-two punch to have right there. Brennan Ayuk, Debo Samuel. If you if one gets hurt, you can put promote the other one to wide receiver one. It's going to work out really well. And Debo Samuel looked great today. He did some individual drills with the quarterbacks, him and Kittle. I posted a video of it. Him and Kittle were working with Garoppolo, Lance, Sudfeld, and Rosen one-on-ones today. So that was really nice to see from those two. But I mean, Debo Samuel, fantastic receiver. Looked good in practice today. Hopefully, that'll keep up. And then, uh, I mean, I know this is what everyone's here for. Everyone's here for the quarterback talk. Let's get into the quarterback talk for a little bit. Uh, obviously, we know Shanahan said in, in the opening presser last uh, last year, uh, yesterday, <laughs> that there is no open competition going into camp. And, I mean, it's not like he lied. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo should be QB1 coming into camp. He is the guy with the most experience. He is a veteran on the team. He did lead this team to the Super Bowl in 2019. And Trey Lance is the rookie. So Lance needs to obviously work his way up to that level. But, I mean, people were acting crazy because of that comment. And it's like, I mean, that's what it was going to be. Like, why react like this is going to be anything different? Garoppolo is coming in. That's QB1. Lance is QB2. That's not surprising. But they both look good today. They both look sharp. Jimmy had his plays and Lance had his. But uh, really the thing with Jimmy is just his demeanor this offseason. Well, not offseason, but just in, in the press conferences and hearing him speak, he sounds like he's confident. You know, and, and motivated, and he sounds like he's a little looser out there too. Uh, just a little more. It's funny because now that he's in like a pressure situation, he seems a little, you know, less worried. It's a little less stuck up and kind of a little more loose and free. Um, but I think that's a good thing. I think that speaks to. And we heard Shanahan say yesterday, and, and how much, um, you know, he liked Jimmy Garoppolo's OTAs, and that was the best OTAs he's seen him have. And you know, he like he's really improved. He's coming with the right mindset. Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, pretty much he's been almost perfect uh, so far since OJ started and in today's practice he was really good. Uh, he'll, he's going to make Lance work for it if Lance does obviously get the chance to make a competition because Shanahan didn't rule it out. A comment that kind of went you know by the wayside, no one really paid attention to it, is that he said, uh, you know, we're going to give all these guys opportunities to improve, but if someone ever looks like they give us a better chance to win, we'll make that decision. So obviously going into camp, there is no battle, but this, that's not to say that there won't be a battle at some point if Lance proves that he's more ready than, you know, it, it may seem, you know, going into camp. But overall, the Niners are in a good spot. They got two quarterbacks who can who can start in this league. Uh, obviously, you know, Lance is more of a, you know, wait and see because he's a rookie, but he, he has a lot of talent and he can obviously, the, the idea is for him to start at some point. But even if he's not ready, you have Jimmy Garoppolo who, you know, it could have maybe an Alex Smith type of last season where we saw Alex Smith all of a sudden throw over 4,000 yards with the Chiefs in his final season. And that was, that was without playing, you know, the final game. We saw Alex, Alex Smith really on his on his best, you know, playing his best game. And we could see that from Garoppolo this year. Uh, I'm sure the Niners would like for Jimmy Garoppolo to be that guy going into this year and allow them to truly really just let, you know, Lance sit and just marinate a little bit. But, I mean, it's going to be – we're going to talk about it every week probably, you know, because everyone wants to hear about it every week, and it's going to be every practice. Okay, how did Jimmy do? How did Lance do? We're going to be doing this probably every single day. But, you know, just – it. no matter who wins the job, you know, Shanahan's going to start who gives him the best chance to win, and that's really all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah, and today I got to say, even though it's been one practice, you definitely saw why Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting quarterback going into the year and why Trey Lance is going to start as quarterback two. There were some decision-making, specifically that pick that Trey Lance threw. That was a very poor decision by him. Get sacked, kind of ran to his right, and then threw across his body to his left. He didn't really run that much, but threw it into double coverage. 
pick. It wasn't even that close. Easy play for Dante. When Dante Johnson gets a breakup on you, you know you did something wrong. Oh, I'm God. just gonna Sam. say that right now. Sam, leave Dante alone. I'm <laughs> but okay, not but for real talk. It wasn't it wasn't a good decision. It's a good play though by Dante Johnson. If I'm being if I'm being completely real, Dante Johnson made a nice play. I was just having some fun with him, but it was a mainly a poor decision <laughs> on Trey Lance. But you saw some decision making here and there. It was okay, but Jimmy Garoppolo, definitely the more polished quarterback at the moment. But you can definitely see why Trey Lance, why the 49ers traded up to get this guy, why the 49ers believe in this guy for their future, and why Trey Lance will be the future of the San Francisco 49ers going forward. And one thing I want to say about this battle is that, I mean, I think everyone's going to see, I mean, I think people see the two deep passes that Lance makes, and they're like, okay, yeah, that is why he needs to start immediately. But as far as, like, just, I know his he's a crazy athlete. There's no way Jimmy can can be the athlete that Trey Lance is. That's just one thing that just won't happen. Like, just day one, Lance is obviously ahead of Garoppolo athletically. But the biggest thing for Shanahan's offense from the quarterback, quarterback is just being able to consistently execute what Shanahan wants executed, you know, when it need when it's there. You know, like being able just to to hit the plays when they're there. And you know, so far Jimmy Caropolo, the, the talk is that he has more command of the offense and looks like he knows what he's doing. And that's the part where possibly Lance, you know, that, that's where he's gonna be behind, you know, and he's coming from F, FCS ball. The NFL is a lot faster than the FCS and Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, people have kind of just like convinced themselves that he's a scrub. He's not a scrub. Obviously, he's not a scrub. We saw Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard struggle tremendously with this team last year, and we saw them play a lot, a lot more than they wanted to. So we know that Jimmy Graff was is you know better than those guys, which he should be. But it's, it's not going to be just about you know just oh Lance's his versatility as a runner is just or or this the deep ball. It's just about which quarterback can do what Shanahan wants him to do more consistently. And if that, you know, no matter how impressive, you know, Lance looks at times, if that quarterback gets Garoppolo, then Garoppolo will play. And that's not a bad thing, you know, as far as Trey Lance. He's he's, he's the future, not the present. You know, as I like to say, he doesn't have to be great now. You know, he wanted to be great at some point, but it doesn't have to be now. You have Garoppolo now. And that's just kind of like, that's just where it's at right now. Jimmy Garoppolo is, is the best quarterback on the roster right now, as Shanahan said yesterday. And, you know, it's... It is what it is. People are just a little too aggressive and too uh, feisty about this whole thing. It's like, guys, it doesn't matter who plays. You know, like whoever whoever starts for this team is is the better quarterback at the time, and that's all that matters. Yeah, and also, I mean, Kittle said it yesterday. Like, they don't care who wins this battle. They want to win games. I think that's the perfect way to put it. That's what Niners fans should be like. They should be like George Kittle and just care. You want to win games. That's You play to win the game. It's that simple. You don't. It doesn't matter who's the quarterback. You just need to win games. That's all it is. And speaking of George Kittle, I just want to bring this up really quickly. At pick 145 in the 2017 NFL draft, the Broncos took a tight end by the name of Jake Butt, and he just retired. Wait, that mo- that just today? he retired. So now you have George Kittle at 146. I mean, talk about a draft mistake right there. <laughs> Wasn't he like kind of good in Michigan? Jake Butt. He was good at Michigan. He had an injury, I think, that made him fall in the draft. But I, I just want to point that out. That's not really Niners related. But, I mean, imagine being you're, – you're, for the rest of his life, he's just going to go as the guy who was taking – the tight end who was taking one pick ahead of George Kittle. 
He had that's kind of unfortunate. Uh, Ten career catches for ninety career yards. Yeah, and what's Kittle had like a ton a more than that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, I mean that's that's just unfortunate. I mean, hey, no one knew but the Niners, but no one knew, you know, going to that to that Kittle turned out to be that guy. Um, also, Kittle was not the highest rated talent in, in Madden anymore. He's it's now Travis Kelsey, so that's unfortunate. But um, you know, it's whatever. It's Madden. Who cares? Um, oh, I kind of want to flex a little bit about Madden. I, I said that Lance would probably be a 74, and Lance is a 74 in Madden. So, I mean, I'm just kind of a genius, kind of. But, uh, yeah, I'm just super smart. I mean, what can I say? All right. Um, let's talk about Fred Warner a little bit. Uh, you, you said that Fred, you know, the, the quad father out there, uh, he got his new contract. Um, he, he got signed. He got paid a, a lot of money, you know, uh, about, what was it, five years a lot of million dollars, uh, something. It like was that. like five years, ninety million, ninety-five <laughs> million. I want to say ninety-five million. Yeah, yeah. But uh, number one, he's worth every penny. I mean, the guy is an absolute beast. He's best linebacker in the league. You can at me on that. Uh, yeah, Fred Warner, best linebacker in the league. I'm on that too. Best linebacker in the league, right there. I mean, he is. I, I'll, I'll say that Nick Bosa is probably the most impactful 49er defensive player when he's on the field. But I think Fred Warner might be the most important. Uh, defensive player for the Niners. And I mean, that might be a hot take. I don't know if it is. Kind of, you know, pass rushers can have a bigger impact uh, than maybe a linebacker. But um, I mean, Fred Warner is just that guy. I mean, it's just this defense last year wouldn't have been top six without Fred Warner. You know, like they wouldn't have still been that great without Fred Warner. And, um, you know, he's, he's a sure tackler. You know, he cleans up a lot of messes. I feel like uh, my connection gave out, but hopefully it didn't. Um, yeah, he's worth every penny. He, he's he's a you know a sure tackler. Um, he can cover almost any player on the field, and uh, he's he's a quarterback of the defense. He came in his rookie season. He was the QB of the defense, and you know it's just people are just a little too crazy about the fact oh, that he, right. he didn't get overpaid. You know, and Sam, I think I heard you just now. Sam, are you back? I'm back. Where are you back now? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. I don't know how okay. I'm my not wife, sure. My I'm internet's sure good. I was so. gone or you was gone. But uh I don't You were know starting to break up, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that was me or you. It is what it is. I guess I'll find out when I look at the uh when I go to edit this. But um mm-hmm. should I repeat what I just said? Okay, yeah, worth every penny. Uh, you know, he's worth every penny. He's he's the quarterback of the defense. He is you know, he keeps everyone on the same page, he's a great leader. He's just like a you know, he's faces the defense, obviously. Uh He's just a super smart guy, you know. He's great with the media and everything. He's just an overall superstar. What I can just say whatever I want about Fred Warner because he's just that good at everything. But yeah, I mean, without Fred Warner, this defense wouldn't have been top six. It just wouldn't have been. I mean, it made Salah's job, uh, you know, not a whole bunch easier, but just a little bit easier when you have the best linebacker in the league. But yeah, like he cleans up messes. You know, he he can run Salah on the sideline. He's a great tackler. He can cover almost any player on the field. I mean, we saw him cover Hollywood Brown, one of the fastest receivers in the NFL uh, in 2019 in that Ravens game uh, pretty well. He's just a guy that I don't understand. Like, do people not want him back? I mean, I, people were mad he's making that much money. It's like, do you understand that the Niners kind of got lucky with that pick? Because it, that that Fred Warner was supposed to be Reuben Foster. But Ruben Foster didn't pan out, so they got Fred Warner in there, and Warner luckily turned out to be even better than Foster. Um, and obviously, you no know, Foster now with Washington had the ACL tear last year, so we'll hopefully 
uh, he gets it together and he can, you know, become a good player in this league. But I mean, Fred Warner really bailed out the Niners by being great because the Niners had missed with Ruben Foster, and that was a waste of a first round pick. But you get Warner, so you ain't got to worry about it. You still got a really good linebacker, uh, a good middle of that defense, and uh, it's a good thing he's locked up for the for the near and in the distant future. Absolutely, I think you said it best right there. He is the most important player on this team, without a doubt. The leadership aspect. I think the leadership aspect is hands down the best part of Fred Warner. He is a leader out there. He is. He makes this defense what this defense is. Without Fred Warner, I don't think this team would be, be close to a playoff contender, yet a Super Bowl contender, I should say. Fred Warner is I – know, I know I say like everyone's the X factor out there, but I think Fred Warner, if you want to pick one – if you want to pinpoint one X factor, it's Fred Warner. Fred Warner – makes the biggest difference on the team. Yeah, Nick Bosa makes a bit more of an impact than him. I'm kind of with you on that. I do think Nick Bosa, and I don't think that's as much of a hot take. Nick Bosa definitely makes a much bigger impact than Fred Warner. But as for importance, it's got to be Fred Warner, most important player on the field for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see how that's uh, that's debatable, really. One more thing, because uh, we kind of flew through all this, but one more thing I want to talk about um, is – you know, my opinion on this kind of changes by the day, depends on how I'm feeling. But this D'Amico Ryan's led defense, everyone's kind of expecting it to be just automatically top five back to 2019 level because, you know, Nick Bosa's back. D4, it sounds like he's going to be back. Um, and hopefully they stay healthier. I mean, Sam, do, do you have maybe any concerns from D'Amico Ryan's as a coordinator that maybe the Niners defense might not be top five good or top three good? Or, or are you thinking that just this defense, even with the – the you know lack of experience from D'Amico Ryan's that is too talented to be outside the top five. You know, I think what's really going to make the difference here is how the secondary performs because I think you're making a big switch. No Robert Sala. Robert Sala was a big zone guy. Now D'Amico Ryan's is a bit more of a man guy. So I think the secondary is really where it's going to be. You're going to see a lot of stuff happen. And the linebacker core, the back seven is really where it's at. I think the front seven I mean, you're running pretty similar schemes with that front seven. I think the front seven is going to do very well. It's all about how the back seven can do, how they can cover. I think they're they're set up in a pretty good position right now. I definitely think that I can see this team being top five. I think they probably will be top five. I don't think they're going to be top three, though. I think they'll probably be around the four or five spot. We'll have to see what happens. But I do. there's going to have to be some adjustments made, obviously. But they'll be somewhere around there, top five. I, I do like that prediction. I think D'Amico Ryan's... It's yeah, you have to transition a little bit, but concern your in-house, that's gonna help a lot with the Miko Ryans. So I definitely think it's not gonna be as rough of, of, of a transition as it was as it would be with other people as DC. Um so so my thing, and I'm kind of thinking about it, like maybe from a, a statistical standpoint, maybe the defense won't be, you know, much different than Salah because of how much talent they have. But one thing where I may have some concerns is situationally, you know, in certain areas, if a, if a certain at a certain point in the game and this isn't working, that isn't working, or they've been beating you a certain way, can Ryan's make the right adjustment, you know, to to get the defense in a good position to get a, a, a crucial stop here and there? We know Salah got better uh, as a coordinator in that in that regard. If we don't count the, the Super Bowl, but you know, he got he got better in that regard. Uh, at, as time went on. And so, you know, with Mika Ryan's his first time ever play calling as a defensive coordinator, you know, how will he respond when, uh, let's say, 
Aaron Rodgers is slicing you up, or maybe uh, Robert Woods is just is just having his way with your secondary, or or just anything like that. Um, you know, how, how do you, how do you you know how do you respond to that? How do you make the right adjustments? I mean, we won't know. I can't say he'll be bad or he'll be good. We haven't seen him yet. But I'll just say, like, I just think it wouldn't be surprising if the Niners underachieved a bit on defense just because, you know, they're having a, a slightly altered scheme. And Nico Ryans is new to this. Obviously, he got a chance to sit behind and learn from a guy in the building and he gets to take over in the same building that his uh, disciple was in with Robert Sala. So that might help a bit. I know the situation is a bit different from Sala because his defense that Ryans is getting is 10 times better than the defense that Sala got his first year. But I just think it wouldn't be surprising. If um, just defense was maybe just top 10 and not top five or top three, but that might not be an issue if the offense is really good, which it can be because of, you know, revamp offensive line, hopefully they stay healthier. Um, you know, just if you, yeah, just really just staying healthy on offense should, should help this team be a lot better um, on offense, but yeah, defense. I, I just, I just won't pencil in top five. I guess that's how I'll wrap that up. I won't pencil in top five. I'll just kind of hope for it. Yeah, I definitely see there's going to be some adjustments that have to be made. I mean, it, that's with every that's with every system, every DC, every offensive coordinator. There's always going to be some adjustments made. So I think they're it's not going to be that big. That's my thing. And yeah, I I mean I'm not going to pencil it in. It's just my prediction that I do think it will be top five. I don't think I can't guarantee top five. I definitely like if this team is healthy, it'll be close to top. It will be top five, but barely. So that's all I really got to say about that. All right, uh, I think that will do it for us. Right, about forty minutes. It's actually not that bad. I feel like we're, we might have accidentally gone longer, but we, you know, we got to the point, and uh, you know, it's just nice to have football back. You know, it's just basketball's over. Hey, shout out to the Bucks though for winning the championship. Mine. For real, that guy Giannis, man. It's how can you hate the guy? I mean, Giannis is is, is just different. That breed, hilarious. Man. That man's hilarious. Really, it's just his personality. <laughs> He's fun to watch. Um, People might not agree with the way he plays basketball, but I mean, he's he's six foot eleven and, and he's a Greek freak. I mean, what what can you say? The man what else can you 50. say? This man scored fifty in a closeout game. I mean, I know we're talking basketball <laughs> now, but whatever. This man scored fifty points in a closeout game in the finals to win the, to win a title. Like, I don't care what you have to say. That man is obviously going to be one of the greats, greatest of all time. And uh, I'm just sad he's not a warrior. He decided to be loyal and not come to uh, the Bay, and you know, sucks for us, but. Speaking of the Warriors, you got the draft tomorrow for the NBA. We do have the draft tomorrow. Draft today. Uh, well, actually, no. Am I going to upload this today? I think I am. So, yeah, draft tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, draft, draft I need to pay Honestly, more attention to that. I haven't been really hey, I have no idea. That. All I know is that Warriors fans don't want Jonathan Kuminga. That's, that's all, all I've I heard is this guy, like, Moses, Moses Moody. Is that his name? Yeah, I like heard that. that. I heard that we either want Moses Moody or Jonathan Booknight, or whatever his name, James Booknight. I think it's yeah, I think it's James Booknight. And I heard, and some people want to trade. Some people, I mean, it's like the Niners offseason all over again. It's like, hey, draft this guy or this guy, or trade for mm -hmm. this superstar. We, I'll just, I'll just give my two cents right here. I think we should trade both picks, get a superstar if we want to keep the window open. That's what I'm hoping happens, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I personally, I just think this team right now with the position they're in, you know, with Steph in his mid-30s and Clay Thompson coming back and Draymond Green also being a little older, I just think they uh, they should go and get a superstar, you know, and let's just go get some rings. But um, 
that's basketball. This is talking Niners. Uh, thank you for listening, uh, watching all that good stuff. You can uh, follow us. Uh, oh, we have a TikTok now. Um, we do. Yeah, we're on the we're on the tick tickety talk talk. Uh, I probably shouldn't have said it like that. You but... shouldn't have. <laughs> you really should not have had said that. <laughs> we're on that app. Um, you can follow us at Talking Niners Pod on Instagram, on TikTok. That sounds weird to say. On Twitter. Uh, you can follow us. You can see our ads uh, either in the description or you can see it on your screen uh, at Clipper Ransom 49 GM and at Niner Wires Sam. Make sure you rate and review five stars if you are going to rate, though, because we don't need any bad because technically we're not bad. So why, why would you? Review? Why would you not rate our podcast five stars? Like, what do we do to you? Like, why? Like, just, listen, just help like, a brother out. Like, it's like, listen, do you not enjoy your life so much that you have to rate zero stars on my podcast and I'm doing a wonderful job of providing you content? Come on now. Give us five stars. Come on, man. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. As always, go Niners. Make sure to check out the vlog tonight. See ya. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Win bet sportsbook again? Yeah, man. Want to get in on these bets with me? Okay, fine. Just signed up. Yes. See? WinBet. Told you. Sign up at winbet.com today using promo code BLUEWIRE to get up to $1,000 toward a risk-free sports bet. That's W-Y-N-N-BET and promo code BLUEWIRE. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.